All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. And it's doggy style. I've got another puzzle for you. If you are wise, you'll listen to gas, man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? A giant, hairy creature, part ape, part man. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie-woogie on your brain. on me for making this song. Got gas on your mind. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. This song goes out to everybody who found a girl who's naughty and became more than friends. Found out that she was way too crazy to share a house and baby. This song is not pretend. down five minutes in a sack and you'll return with a dozen roses and some wheat to burn think of babbling but nikki's always dabbling with coaches don't get grass toss that ass like a javelin before you get thrown at the vibes of my own you better take out take out take out another long She'll do you and a friend What a shame, what a shame Tricky Nikki's not the same She won't before she got stuck in a cocaine game Just me won't make her feel good For an hour or two Till she woke up with a throat cut in a hospital room Oh, how about give me I've spoke too much Seen my bed and so paper My lips hit the Dutch Well, you know how that goes But let's continue the flow of a Tricky Nikki scenario. It wasn't an emergency. She went out with a knife. Doctors urgently tried to save the case. I, there was a burglary. Too hot to fight. She was staying with the dealer that she met that night. Whoa. Girl turned the frown upside down. Five minutes in a sack, and you'll return with a dozen roses and some weed to burn. Oh, you think I'm lying, but Nikki didn't die. And a scar on her neck will only reflect the pain she keeps inside. Yeah, yeah. So, Paston story, right on, do. That is all that you can do. Cause Tricky Nikki's coming to a town near you. 
little unplugged Mike Pinto with Tricky Nicky, and that's the way to start the Going Global with Gas man show. What, what, dude, where are you at, Carl? Carl, you know what's going on? There's like the the studio's got there's like ten there's like ten guys in the studio right now, and they're all and they're all fixing up the uh, the the new place. I guess they're putting shelves up, and uh, it's madness in that room, isn't it, Carl? Where, where's Carl at? We've lost Carl, but he's here. I know he's no, here I'm somewhere. Here. There you are, man. We're having we're we're fixing something back here. So. Yeah, so I'm saying I saw so I was making an excuse of why you're There's not answering. There's minimal space by the <laughs> mic right now. Nice, man. What's up, dude? How you doing? <laughs> I think okay, it's, it's we're, we're trying to get the internet working back here. It's madness over there. Yeah, so what's so going I, but on? we're good. It's fixed. <laughs> See, <laughs> there's that's so, the leader, by the way. Yes, I was like, oh, I'm here, I'm here. Don't worry. Nice man. So we're good though. Actually, things are good. They're they're getting things done. So. Yeah, right on, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Got a good show today. We're here for a couple hours. Uh, it's just the, we're flying solo today again. Uh, no guests, and it's not that I haven't uh, been. Uh, I, I've been lazy, by the way. Just not <laughs> haven't been booking guests, Carl. I'm. I've uh, I've asked a couple people here and there, but you know, sometimes when you're doing it a couple days prior, and it could happen. So we're flying solo today. So we're going to get you uh, to get your uh, grievances out if you have any. We're going to air them out if you like. on the. Uh, the we're going to call it the gas line. So, Carl, if you want to throw the phone number out, you can do that. Yeah, if you want to call in to the gas show, you can call it 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of things. So just uh, just be able to join in the conversation when you when you want, if you want. And uh, who knows? I mean, you know, we're not giving anything away for a phone call, so we're not going to bribe you in that way. It's only really if you want to call in. We, I, we've had a few callers in before. We don't really push the number too much, do we, Carl? No. All right, just making I sure. I don't know. We don't. We don't. Right, exactly. So if you want to call in, it's all good. It's, it's, it's available for you while we're here. It is live. It's, uh, what is it, March 21st for what is it, the first day of spring? Yeah. And uh, we're here in Phoenix, Arizona, where it feels like summertime as, as normal. Um, I don't know about you guys, man, but I mean, I'm thinking like it's summertime already, basically. I mean, we might get another cold maybe in, in uh, the end of April, I would say, and then it's like, hot the rest of the way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice out. It's been a little bit warm, but it's nice out. It's, it's, you know what it is, though? If you're going to a ball game today, because spring training is, uh, is rampant all over the place. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to melt, and you're going to burn yeah. hard. This is, this is, this you want to be like, in the shade. Yeah, like, it's yeah. nice to be outside, but it's, you're already almost at the point where you want to be in the shade. And then just this week, though, we did have that day where it started out really nice. Right. And then in the evening, it got like changed, really got cold, and then the next day it rained. But then as you soon know, as the rain stopped, it was like 90 again. You know, Arizona as a state is 102 uh, years old now. 103, actually. It was uh, yeah, they February. Still have the signs up. So yeah, <laughs> 2012. The uh, the hundred years celebration signs are still up around the yeah, uh, they freeways. Still have the hundred year celebration. I know. So you're not really sure how long ago they put those up. It's like it's get over it. <laughs> All right, man. We got three more years over it. So um, you would think, though, living in the city for as hot as it's been as as it's always been hot, that shade isn't more uh, prevalent. You know, I that agree. when you build, because, all right, there's uh, the, the junior college, Fountain Hills, is it not Fountain Hills, um, Paradise Valley uh, Community College, and they built this brand new sports facility, uh, baseball field, I think, uh, it just a whole, like, tennis courts, the whole deal, really nice complex and everything like that, no shade. Well, and yeah, and you think, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, how come it's not being in the design? I mean, yeah, and you can do those cool stretched out tarp looking things, you know. Well, there's you a don't lot have of to things. Build a roof, right? There's there's a lot of things that it just it just 
boggles my mind. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you know I, something I see people doing, and I think it's a great idea, and the schools have done it to create covered parking. Right. Is that they're using the the covered parking, the the actual like roof or the overhang or the whatever you would call that structure that makes it covered. Um, they're building solar panels out of those, and so you get solar power plus covered parking. Yeah, they have that over at a ASU. Of, yeah, a lot of different. Um, schools throughout the different districts right. are doing it right yeah it's yeah. a great idea well there's no reason why every single uh rooftop no matter if it's commercial or or public or whatever it's going to be a private um should have some type of solar attached to it uh, agreed i mean how we is it not energy crisis and yet we're not taking advantage of just distributing energy from the most useful thing ever it's right not like us using the sun's energy is right. going to drain the sun <laughs> You know well, what I mean? Well, I think I, I think maybe people. It's it's almost like the electric car. People got scared. Well, I'm not gonna be able to go too far, and you know, of course, they build electric cars only go 30 miles. But you're like, you're a fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> Why would you? And you know, the technology is there to go a lot longer. Yeah. So, but you would limit yourself to that. Oh, it can only go. No, it can. It can go a lot longer than thir- just 30 miles. Well, and you know, and we are a, a hot state, so we need. Right. You, know, you would think well, we would try to take more advantage of. But it's the same thing. It's like if you're if you're only going off of solar power, I think people are thinking, well, I can't you know do my fridge or you know I still need to be connected to SRP because or, or you know APS just because the the fridge you can't re- you can't rely on solar to keep your fridge cold the whole time, can you? I mean, I, you know, that's like their question in a sense. I'm sure that's probably why it's not as much of a you know a convincing of like yeah I want to go 100% solar as long as my all my food can stay frozen when it needs to stay frozen and I get my internet when I you know it doesn't slow down any of that. I mean, what they don't understand is that those things are still picking up power. I mean, because the sun is still emitting its its energy through certain cloud cover. Right. You know, so it doesn't take a bright, sunshiny day. And they, they have to understand that they, they connect it to the same place that the power is connected to your home. Right. Why wouldn't it power everything else? Well, it's just a matter of, like, how long will it last? Because you, you have to wait till the next day for it to recharge for, the, for that day's oh, power. Yeah. Is it stored enough to, to get you through the night? You know stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't know yeah, these answers. I think they don't understand how right how much that the panels or whatever are able to to handle everything. Handle, yeah. Right, exactly. So I mean, do you still need to be connected to the you know the corporate well, those, power tit that we're we're connected to? But I think it also goes along with most things. It's are we properly educating people about stuff? Well, I mean, how it's, do you do that in a ma- on a mass level so that we can take advantage of those things? Well, that probably comes from our media not covering it. You know, that's a something that they don't really press here in Phoenix when you watch the news. It's not all about, you know, getting everyone solar paneled. Well, no, and it's super expensive. Right, very expensive. No, we can go, you know, nobody wants to take out a loan so they can have cheaper energy. Right, but it'll pay itself off in the, in the future. It's like, why, why make it so expensive so people can't afford it? It's like organic food. It's like it's too yeah. expensive to buy. It's like you just lower it, more people will buy it. Hello, isn't that really how it works? Well, that's we talked about that uh, last week. Right. As far as grocery stores and, excuse me, the you know the ability to make the so-called outside edges of the grocery store cheaper than the inside portion of the grocery store because then people would be able to eat more healthy, but instead we we keep the crap that's in the middle. Right. You know that's not necessarily you know, all the processed crap. Right. We that cheaper. And so that's what people have to buy. And that's it's, my, it's, you know, it's backwards. My and it's because everything that is, is in those, the ingredients are all subsidized by the government. But Well, I mean, yeah, that's what they're pushing. The corn crap that's in them. Well, yeah, it's all corn syrup so by Alley. The, you know, they got to keep the corn. Well, that's what my uh, friend, 
told me she's a chef, and she said that when you go to the supermarket, you want to shop on the outsides. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty it's much what she said. Yes, yeah, it is. I mean, so you got to think about what can you eat on the outsides. <laughs> what's what's I mean, with the exception of the bread and the bakery part. Well, yeah, and you also have to. You also the 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 other part of that is you have to understand how to use those things on the outside. You know, if you're not skilled at cooking, you may not be able to take advantage of, you know, the outsider or how to use those particular ingredients to a way that would benefit you. Right, I got you. You know, you know what I mean? It's a sa- again, I think it's the same thing going back to the whole, you know, how we got on the, the topic of it's so beautiful here, but, you know, how do we use the, the beautiful? How do we use take advantage of it? Right. And I think, again, we have to teach people how to, how to do that. Well said. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll yeah. play some tunes. We'll come back. And uh, I had a birthday, by the way, last week, and, and one of my birthday wishes came true. Wow. <laughs> I hope it was a good one. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back. Here's the Shirley Levy with Daddy Voice, music from Los Angeles. Uh, take a listen to this. It's uh, right here on thevoiceamerica.com, Variety Channel. You're going global with gas. Man. I take care of myself now. The war in my head is over. Now I have to catch up where I left off before I fell off. I have to make it. I was standing naked, waiting for somebody else to make me alive. A little boy becoming dad, a little boy becoming dad.
Shirley Levy and Daddy Boy here on Going Global with Gas. Man. Thank you. And uh, Carl Lantern's hanging out with us here. You are on VoiceAmerica.com, the Variety Channel. And uh, this uh, show is aired every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, and uh, that is the Pacific Time Zone, which we are all in right now, which is great. So, um, by the way, I uh, turned another age on Tuesday, Carl. I, uh, well, well put, by the way. <laughs> I guess you can say um, I don't really need to reveal my age, but uh, my birthday was St. Patrick's Day. And uh, what I learned, you know, because St. Patrick's Day is a big drinking day, of course. You know, everyone goes out and parties and you know, has a good time. And, uh, you know, it, you got to get yourself a designated driver. So I was, found, I, I, I was uh, told that AAA actually can uh, give you the first 10 miles free. Have you heard that before? No, I, I did not. I know I heard the whole towing thing. but Yeah, yeah. yeah. So AAA, I heard they did 10 miles away. But uh, Tuesday night, I was going somewhere that was 30 miles away. So um, I had just had to call them three times. <laughs> just have them meet you 10 miles down each stretch of the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, the thing was is, though, like I, I had to bring friends. So each time we called, it was a different person. So they oh, wouldn't think it was just me. So if you're in that situation... And you're more than 10 miles away, AAA, grab some friends. <laughs> it might take a while, but you'll get home for free. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, yeah, it's okay. So last week was my birthday. Actually, you know, I, I was kind of teasing on, like, my birthday wish. is uh, I've been watching the HBO documentary, The Jinx. Have you been watching this? Uh, no, but real quick, we were just all wondering if you had gotten laid or something. Oh, is that what the big thing was? I, I had you all on the hook on that one? No, I did have a, an older lady hit on me last night, though. We can talk about that later. Yeah, I'm sorry, not to distract you. <laughs> it's we, all that, good. We thought the wish might have been. Yeah, you know, it's all good. We don't need a wish for things like that. <laughs> Let's just say that, okay? <laughs> all right. I'm, trying, I'm hearing some murmur in the background. Uh, what, what are they saying? I have no idea. <laughs> nice. To hear you. All, right, um, all right, so you've been watching The Jinx on HBO? Or you said no, but you, you're familiar with the story, right? No, but that's the Durst thing, right? Yes, Fred. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, if you don't know, like last week when we did the show, the following night was the night that dropped the, the audio of him in the bathroom talking to himself saying, you know, killed him, of course, and pretty much saying he got caught and, you know, it was a very psychotic conversation. Do you catch that part? No, I did not. Um, all right. You're going to make me find it now. <laughs> Too many. I'm just saying it's like he was in the bathroom after this interview and the mic was live. And he, I guess he didn't know. Maybe he did know. I think. I think the guy wanted to get caught. I think yeah, he. So I think after, he really just wanted to get caught. After being interrogated, he then basically confessed. Well, he. I mean, but he wasn't really interrogated. He was just presented with information because the last time we talked, the information was a letter that um, this woman, uh, Susan Berman, was killed, and it, it, and there was a letter that was sent to the police after she had died. It said with her address uh, with Beverly Hills, and Beverly was misspelled. 
and inside the letter was the address and it said cadaver. So, you know, a few years later, the, 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 her son, who uh, Robert Durst became friends with, um, found this letter that Robert Durst had sent to Susan Berman with the same exact lettering, even the same misspelling of Beverly. Huh. And they presented that to him, and he couldn't tell which one he, he wrote. And they're like, can you tell which one you wrote? Because he's like, oh, I didn't write both of them. It was like, well, here, we put the word Beverly next to each other side by side, and can you tell me which one is yours? And he goes, no. <laughs> and then interview's over, he goes to the bathroom, and then he just mumbles to himself all these things. Like, I totally incriminated himself. So they arrested him in, in New Orleans last week, Sunday, right before the final episode was going to get uh, you know, aired, and they found him in the in a hotel. He had $40,000 in cash, guns, weed, and a mask that would cover your face and head all the way to its shoulders. It's like if you're going to rob someone or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, and then they were saying he was probably going to flee to to uh, to Cuba, where there's no extradition there. So people listening, there's no extradition in Cuba, <laughs> so you know. I, I think that's actually, <laughs> case, that's actually the part that I read. What that he was going to flee the country? Yeah, yeah. And that now I just read today that he is um, his arrest was illegal. Really? Yeah. Because I, I, again, that part, but also the part about uh, all the hotel room and where he was arrested. That's that's kind of what I had See, heard. And then this is crazy because right, this guy is loaded with money. Okay, I mean, this is another hyped up you know court case we're going to be seeing and, and sucked into and everything. But this is going to expose. The uh, the trust fund babies, you know this guy thinks he can get away with anything. You know, I think Bill Maher last week did a bit about it, about you know the Paris Hilton's brother who Conrad Hilton that this is a spoiled brat. You know, this guy is he's demonic, he's psychotic, he's uh, delusional, and you know, and he's killed people, and but he thinks he can get away with it because he has money. So I think when we start seeing these cases come out, it's going to be something's going to have to be done about this. I don't know what can be done, but. I mean, someone like this who has this money—you can't get off cases like this anymore. We can't—we can't stand for this anymore. Yeah, at some point you have to be guilty. At some point, you I can't get imagine. away with all this just because you have money doesn't mean you can get away with it. I mean, yeah. we have to like as a society like put our foot down on that. Say, so this, this is not going to happen anymore. Yeah, this guy's guilty. We don't—we we don't <laughs> right. need to go through all of this. Right. I mean, was O.J. Simpson in that same case? Yeah, it's very evident. I mean, if you can afford the lawyers to get off on a case, I mean. Not too many people people can. I mean, this guy got off on a on a murder charge in Galveston where he chopped a body up into ten pieces, and they can't find the head. Jeez. The head has never been found. So you know he did and something he beat with the, the head. rap. Yeah, because you know why? Because uh, the they charged him for murder. They didn't charge him for dismemberment. So they could have like said they they just thought we had him on murder, we're good. So had they had charged him on dismemberment, they could have nailed him. But they only charged him with murder, which gotcha. they proved it be uh, self-defense. Yeah. And the only proof that would prove that would be finding the head of Morris Black, the guy he killed. <laughs> the head is missing, Carl. Yeah, this guy's a little bit... What did he uh, do with the there. head? So you got to think about yourself. What would you do to a head to completely disintegrate it? <laughs> I mean, just, you would have to burn it or do something to it. He did something. He chopped up the pieces, put them in separate bags, threw them in the... Uh, in the uh, the Gulf, and ended up um, bags were floating. That's how they got caught. Oh my gosh! I know you're like going to put a hole in the bag for it to sink. Yeah, because I, and I don't <laughs> know the background, so all this is 
new, you know. Okay, see, I, that's not, it's good that that killers are stupid. Yeah, <laughs> in right. In some way, they're gonna at do some something point, really stupid. At some point, there's right? an ego that they trip over at right. some point. And this guy is just the the king of it. I mean, you know, to, even to do an interview, even to come on and and after three suspicious murders or one missing person and two murders, you know, you're like, dude, this disappear, man. You don't need to be facing anything. I, yeah, I, you don't. Why why expose yourself? There's no reason to. Go find the island and live quietly the rest of your life. Well, that letter he sent to the police, you know, with the address and it saying cadaver, um, you know, it shows that he uh, he cared for her, I think. You know, it was someone he had a whack, because I think Susan Berman was going to talk about the disappearance of his wife, which would pretty much started this whole thing off. Yeah. So the wife was missing in 82, I think it was. and then, Yeah, and that's another part that I remember reading about. Right, so that was the first case of it all. And then all of a sudden, you know, he gets the, the dismemberment. Her, you know, he obviously has friend. a knack for killing people and getting away with it. Well, I think he has a knack of killing people he just wants to kill. Yeah, and then somebody was going to interrupt that pattern. Well, so yeah. they had to go to it, sounds like. And the, and the other thing is there might be other people involved or I say I should say other victims involved. They're kind of ca- they're checking out other cases that where he he might fit the description. Oh boy! Right? <laughs> Don't come across this guy, man. There's a certain uh, emotional defect I think when you have the ability to just kill people without any sort of noticeable remorse or or you know. Yeah, but conscience. You, okay, but do you think that comes from the the, the raising of uh, a, a wealthy family? You know, you're you, you've got all these resources at your fingertips. There's, you know, There's you're, no you're spoiled. You think so never consequences, yeah. right? You know, you can get away with murder, and he, and he, he pretty much did as far as you can. He pretty much did get away with murder. Well, it uh, sounds like he has already. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's crazy. Take this case out of the picture, it sounds like he's right. gotten away with it. Right, exactly. So that was uh, pretty interesting to watch. Um, I, I had said that maybe that letter that they disclosed on the show with um, Susan Berman's son had that letter um, that you know that Robert had sent her earlier when he found it. Um, I, I it was I, I thought that that should have been in the final episode, the final final episode. Okay. Because I mean, like, if if Robert Durst was smart, he would have seen that episode and gotten out of town right after it ended. He would have said, "Holy shit, I'm caught." Yeah, I need to. Get I'm out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You should have pulled the old Shark Tank. I'm out. That's what he should have said. I mean, if you had any brains, and they still caught him, so um, crazy. And then the audio. Here's another twist of the story, and we'll move on. But. The audio that they um, caught him saying, him saying to himself in the bathroom about him going, um, you know, I, I killed him, course, so you know, the whole deal. Um, that was two years after the interview. So they had stumbled upon that audio two years later. Wow. Right. Like, where had it been all that time? Right, exactly. Exactly. Mm. So like you said, though, there's a, there, I think there's, there's always... There's, there's always, in, I think, in things that involve, like you know, the government or or high-profile individuals, there's always a side that nobody's ever going to know about or see. That's going on behind the scenes, right? And that's how I think that's why sometimes they get off, and that's why sometimes they serve light sentences. Well, they all know each other, you know. You know they, yeah, they, they know all, the, all, they're they everybody's all, connected. Everyone's connected. They know the judge. They know the lawyers. Everyone knows each other. When you're at that what, level, what, you... What is portrayed publicly, there's something going on. Right, exa- exactly. So, I mean, this uh, he, obviously he's, you know, guilty. 
I mean, it's one of those the real world operates behind the scenes. The, the only question I'm worried about here is will he will he confess to the wife? And will he confess to the Morris Black killing, where he says it's self-defense? Yeah, because he's done, right? I think he is. I mean, there's no point. I mean, look, you can tell him, look, you're getting life plus three life sentences, whatever they can yeah, say. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't, doesn't think that, Doesn't mean shit. I mean, what's that? That he's done. Oh, um, I think he knows he's done. Maybe he thinks he's so psychotic he can still get off this. Maybe I don't think, I mean, knows? who knows either. But Money talks, and we'll see if it, if it uh, works for him this time. Um... Yeah, crazy shit, huh? Howard Till Midnight. This is the band from right here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to chill out with them. Inside Man's The Tune. Take a listen to this. You're going global with gas. Uomo. One's called Inside Man.
as beautiful. Stand and fall from Pepper, and that's music for your Saturday afternoon here as you are going global with gas. Man. With Carl the intern and uh, Pepper, I was thinking, you know, you know, they they pretty much, you know, captured that seasoning. I guess you can say that. I mean, there's not other seasonings you can do with a band name, can you? Yeah. Is there? I mean, think about it. Uh, who do we have? We have Salt. There's no. I mean, the Salt and Peppa, but that's rap group duo. Um, sugar, no. Sugar and spice. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. What right. Was the, the girl group with spice. Spice. The, the spice, spice girls. girls. Right. That's it. But that doesn't count. No, because it's just generic. It's right. Not specific. Exactly. All right. Wasn't it? Was there ever a sugar <laughs> and spice? Is there Does a band sugar? called Paprika? There's no band called Paprika, right? Oh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, maybe you have to Google that. We'll do that on your own time. What's up, man? <laughs> so you want to know about my birthday wish is what you're saying? Well, yeah. Because you, <laughs> you, I let you, you hang you, in? You started that whole <laughs> off with your birthday wish, and then we got into this Robert Durst thing. I know. My and birthday I, wish. What's the link between the, the birthday wish and... You know, it was, uh, it was just being stupid with the teaser, but the, the wish is that he got caught. There was no wish. I was just... I was. Just, it was a tease, man. You know, uh, like when you watch the news. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 But I'm glad I left you hanging on that one, man. Good tease. Good tease. <laughs> Thanks. You know, that's what I do. Uh, so, yeah. So, last night, uh, well, I did a comedy show. And it went well. Had a good time. It was a lot of fun. And that was uh, tonight. I'm doing it again. So, if you guys are in Phoenix and you want to check it out, it's up in North Phoenix at Toso's Bar. And that is over on I-17 and Union Hills. And there's a side room. And they do Crack Ups Comedy Club. And that's where it, at. That's where it is. So, if you go to crackupscomedyclub.com, you can check out the website, and you can buy tickets if you want to see me do my comedy. And uh, last night was a lot of fun, and I ended up doing, I think, 47 minutes. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I ended up playing Porno Music or Not with the crowd. Oh, yeah, we and we, I think, I don't know if we did, talked about it on air, but we talked about it, you and I, and I'm, I'm wondering how that went. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of, it's a great game, because a lot of people just really enjoy it, because it really just makes you, like, <laughs> like place... Whatever image is going on in your head to the music you're going to play, we'll play a little bit later on in this show, as we always do as to close out the show, but not right now. Um, but it really worked out well, and I'm looking forward to doing it again tonight. Very the, nice. Yeah, the only thing was, I think the stumble I think I had was with the audio guy, who happened to be Sydney, who's the host of the show. So he was like, just give me a CD and I'll play it. I'm like, all right, cool. So it was timing it right with him. Yeah. That was kind of you know new. So hopefully tonight it'll be a little bit smoother, which is fine. But here's what's weird, okay? So this guy, so I, I, I made shirts, Carl. Okay. Okay, I made shirts. And what are the, sh- what, what, like, when you say I made shirts, what are the details around that? Okay, so well, I didn't, like, actually knit the shirts themselves, but I created a, I created a, a logo or I guess a, a, a saying for a shirt. Okay. Okay, so um, it's be glad you're not me. <laughs> All right, that's, nice. that's my shirt. So I was excited. I just I just got them like a couple hours before even last night's show. So I just picked them up, and I I didn't even know they were going to be ready on Friday. So I was really excited about it. And the opener of the show, I hear him doing his material, and he's like, "Oh, and I got shirts too." I'm like, "All right." The guy's been doing comedy for two months, and he already has shirts. And I'm like. All right. I mean, that's great. So I, I like. I had no idea that this guy had shirt. It was weird. I don't know. It was just like I don't know. I just thought, I mean, basically, everybody he brought to the show bought his shirt. They didn't buy my shirt. Oh, that sucks. I sold two shirts though, which is kind of cool. Well, at least you sold a couple. Yeah, I did sell. I sold a couple shirts, but um, I think t-shirts you just have to take what you get, as far as how much you sell. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Two shirts is great. Yeah. I was very happy with two shirts because last night. Are you kidding me? People are prepared to buy shirts. No, exactly. Exactly. But I am. I have my PayPal swipe card thing. So yeah, I mean, I'm, nice. I'm ready to roll. You got oh, no cash? Yeah, they can do whatever. No cash, no problem. Right? <laughs> swipe <laughs> it. You know, that, that thing gives me an idea, though. Like, maybe I should... Uh, uh, what do you think about like, this? I don't even, maybe just even for a photo opportunity, just to go sit and dress like a like a like a bum on the corner with a sign that says, you know, money for food. We'll take pay- PayPal. <laughs> you know, and this have my just have your phone, have my cell phone swipe card ready to go. I mean, how many? <laughs> we'll work for PayPal. I mean, you know, I'm saying you've seen these people on the corner, you know, walk off into a Mercedes Benz and drive home. I've seen videos of this shit. Well, yeah, I had a guy, when I lived in Southern California, I managed a day labor company, like a temporary company. Right. So I was an office manager, and we had one guy who'd he'd come, and he'd do his work all day, and then he'd change his clothes, and he'd go sit at the stoplight and panhandle the rest of the day. Interesting. And and he said there was, a, he, was said, he always told me there's just, there's networks of people who do it. It's like a business for some people. So basically, when you're next time you're seeing one of these people on the corner, like a you know, maybe not much of a street, but more of a freeway exit here? Or what are you talking about? We have them on all of the freeways. Right, all of the freeways. Is that where he set up camp? That that dude you're talking about? Yeah, he would either do the, like the, or or what you do is you get in the middle, um, what do they call it? The oh, island, the island where the on a turn, turn, a left turn lane. Where the left turn light is, yeah. you just stand that's right the, there. Yeah, that's the other place. And if you're in Southern California, like Orange County, Huntington Beach area, yeah. If you are a lot of soccer moms. one of those, you're going to have <laughs> constant cars. You're going to have constant guilt pressure put on people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> waiting for you to, you know, give me some money, man. That's, that's what how you... they sell newspapers in San Diego when I go out there. Oh, do they? Yeah, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they stand on the islands and just hawk the newspapers. Oh, interesting. At the stoplights. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I've seen, I've given money. I don't have a problem giving a dollar. No, I, I don't, some, but I, I, a... I try to determine if this, if you really need it or not. Well, what's your determination from someone standing on a corner if they need it or not? I, I honest, to be quite honest, I look, I look at shoes. You look at their shoes. And I, I look at um, and their belts. Look at their clothes. belts. <laughs> yeah, I, I think clothes is a, a big deal. I think, I know some people are probably. Well, I just, I just think if you're struggling. But okay, so but is, wait, hang on, know, hang on, Carl, 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 you are absolutely judging a book by its cover. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. It's hard to. That's what I mean. It's hard to judge. I right, think you have to just. What, use your best feeling? Yeah, you, I, and I don't think you can point out specifics. That's the, why it's hard about, to how, even tone it down. How about like if, if the sign or, is misspelled, it's a real bump? I, I don't know. I think it's it's trying to determine genuineness. How genuine are they about their situation? And I and and, and sometimes you just have to. The, the, you can only figure that out by what you're seeing or what you're reading. Right. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And so ultimately, you are judging people, but. By standing on a corner holding a sign and asking for help, I think you're not necessarily asking to be judged, but people are going to have to make a decision. And when you have to make a decision, you have to take things into consideration. Right. So you are asking to be taken into consideration as you are when you are asking for help. And, and you know, because I've, I've got to make the decision. Is the, is the $5 or is the 2 bucks I have in my pocket that I may need for a cheeseburger right. for my kid? Is that, you know... It, it, 
it's hard right. to make that decision, but you have to make it. Well, I don't think they're, I mean, look, I mean, if you're throwing five at these people, I mean, you're like, you know, you're, you're one of the like, rarities I would imagine besides people just throwing maybe a, a, a couple quarters or well, maybe the, a yeah, dollar. I gave find a guy it. a handful of pennies the other day. I mean, I'm like, oh. dude, I got a, I got a thing full of pennies. If you want them, you can have them. Oh, and he was like, you. yeah, I'll take them. He's... And I'm like, you know what? If you're willing to take that, then great. Take them. Right. That would be more than so. You're saying maybe that's a way to judge, is in a sense of uh, if they take the pennies, it's it's authentic. If they don't take pennies, then what are yeah? Like, what are you willing to take? Like, I gave right. a guy a bottle of water the other day because I didn't have any cash. Right and on. He 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 was just fine taking it. Sure, I'm sure. So um, again, it's it's it. I also I, for some reason I also think you know does this individual look capable enough to go somewhere and do some sort of ditch digging or something like that just to earn <laughs> some money. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, I know. You need anything. Can you because are you capable yeah. of standing on your own and and holding your own? See, that's the problem. Like, like if you're walking back and forth on the sidewalk all day, right. you probably have the ability to go to a, to a do day something. labor company and, and earn some money on a construction site or something. Okay, but you know, and we talk about this before and you know, it's it's really just a segment of our population. There's just going to be people that just don't want to do anything. Well, and that's, again, that's the thing. And that's why I think, again, you have to determine how genuine they are. And right. Ha- un- unfortunately. So, right. But the thing is, is Carl's, what do we do with the people that just gave up and are yeah, giving up? Know. You know, what do we do with them? And, you know, like I said, we should have that, a spot for them. You know, these, all these empty buildings, we should have a place they can, they can stay. They can call home. Yeah, this but, is I, your think, home. but I think what, what we have, I, I have a hard time with the term, these people who just gave up. Like, if you're just giving up and not trying to do anything, I mean, I don't know. I'm, you don't I, want to reward that? Yeah, I'm not sure well, how. But there's I, nothing not to, sure, okay, because but what you're doing essentially, in my background, you're, essentially what you're doing is you're, you're providing a, in my opinion, you're providing a positive reinforcement to a negative okay, okay. behavior. The, I totally get what you're talking about, but it's, that's, that is the mentality, I, I believe, that people think where people are, are mooching the system in a but sense. But see, that's the thing. I'm talking strictly about those people who were just gave up. Okay, like, right, right. But so this is. All. But my idea is this, and I'm sure it will cost a lot less than food stamps and, and giving people free food and all that stuff. Is I mean, there's a difference though, in a sense. If you're if you're living at a home and you need assistance, it's different than actually giving up. We just need to put some these people somewhere. We need to put yeah, them somewhere. We need to have something where there it is. You you have a room to sleep in, and and three squares come around daily, and it's your choice to eat them, and then it's it's optional. But you, this is it, and this is your place. That way, they're off the streets. They're in a place they can stay. And or maybe just give him a state. I don't care. Give him Kansas or something. Like that. I think, <laughs> I think George Carlin has a bit about that. You know. Well, yeah, but and I get your idea. I mean, it would. It, it sounds like you know it, it would work because you're not giving them all the money with the, the you know if you're going to do that you're going to give them a place to live you're going to give them the three squares then then to some degree you can eliminate some of the other programs right and then you save the cost that way right exactly I think but again I think I think there's just something that minor that at some point you have to but the problem is you have to earn some of that well the problem well yeah the problem is those rounding these people Rounding them up, yeah, because uh, you can't is, do those that. People who just gave up, you can't. <laughs> you can't you know, do that. Yeah, I mean, the, it's whether, whether be an they gave though. up or not, but Carl, everybody has a free spirit. But the, there's got to be, you know, like, look in in Europe, they legalize, you know, heroin. You can go, you shoot up if you wanted to. I mean, you can do that. I mean, you got to give them the what they, in a sense, 
it's just where they're either we're going to live with them on the streets the way they are, or we're going to do something about it. But that's well, that's what I mean, and that's why I get to make the decision to give you money or not because right, right. now that's, what are you the, do with that's it? the decision is we're letting individuals just well, live as they may, and, and right. some of them want to panhandle and some of them want to live on the street, and that's fine. But then again, remember, remember. But, when you, when you do that, make sure you know who you're giving the money to. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is you can't round, quote, unquote, give these people. You can give them the option to come to a place like this where you can house, give them housing. Uh, you can give them meals, but you can't force them to. No, of course not. Hey, how about this? You're, saying, you're always going to have the population. Right. There's always going to be. to be free. They're always going to be there. You know, that's why I say just here you go. Get, it, get, get out of my sight. You know, I mean, I'm not me personally. I'm when just saying. I grew up in an area of the country where that that happens. People willingly choose to live. Um, yeah, on like a combine or something. Not yeah, combine, a, but a, or, yeah. or a lifestyle of where they don't necessarily have a home. Where you know where they camp. You know, every night. That, that's they, what they want. People. I mean, that's just what. I mean, that's how we're in yeah. a sense. You know, with the exception of building homes and yeah, they, they, and you know, towers and apartments. Hippie population or whatever. Right. Exactly. Quite people, rampant. People want to do it. I mean, you know, why? It's why. I mean, that's just a part of society, and I don't think it's, we should look down upon people who want to do that. But I mean, you're not contributing. Well, but then you also have to think about those societies. You know, the the. And I read something about the, the societies in the 70s or 60s or whatever, the hippie communes, where they would just live together and people would garden and grow. And, and so I think that, you know, there's a contribution people are making there. You know, they're doing so they're just creating their own little not, li- just not sustainable life. is what they're Yeah, they're just not sitting around doing nothing. Right. So, I mean, if you're, like I say, if you're, if you're be able to produce something for yourself and be able to sustain yourself without having to leech off of other people, then great. I mean, that's what it's all about, you know? I mean, there are, are individuals in the world that are, you know, in, in true need. Of course. There are individuals who are just taking advantage of the system. And right. It's, it's, again, it's, it's every time you see one of those panhandlers, you have to figure out. We have, unfortunately, because it's, we have those two categories, you have to try and, you have to make that decision. Right. You know, am I going to give you money or not? Or am I going to give you a bottle of water or something? Right on, man. It puts you in a. It puts you. It puts everybody in a tough spot it's, when they have to make that decision. It's just another argument we can have that th- yeah. that throws it right into the immigration, the abortion. The well, yeah, because it gets again. It gets throw it all it, in there. Exactly what we're talking about. Exactly right. what you're mentioning with your thought is how do we help? Right. How do you help? How do you? What do you and do? You and and you know, do these people want help? That's the thing. Yep. Some people don't. They just want to just drift away and never be heard from again. <clears throat> this is sometimes the sadness of it all is how it works out. We're going to sail away with Huckleberry, one of my favorite bands here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, take a listen to this. It's a really cool tune. It's very chill. It's very mellow, and we're going to uh, change it up our next hour. We'll talk a little drugs, as we always do, and uh, I believe some porn music or not is on the way as well. What else? Uh, we got um, um, uh, we think March we're Madness. March Madness. Yes, my, my team was in there. And uh, very quickly, they were I out. I think we have to, just because it's, it's, it's a big deal. All right, here we go. Sail away with Huckleberry. You're going global with gas. Otoko. Thank you. 
clouding the energy in this room right now. And tell me just what's on your mind I know you need all my strength Together we can ease the pain Children, oh my children Please don't cry We say in peace, in love, in unity Yes, we bring the across the sea We say in peace, in love, in unity You know it's in my ganja tree So come smoke with me
Nice. Music some uh, fortunate youth here. Peace, love, and unity is the way we start a second hour off here as you go global with gas. Man. On the Variety Channel. And uh, really, if you guys want to submit some tunes, you're more than welcome to do so. Send me an email, kevin at withgas.com. There's two S's there, kevin at withgas.com. want to recommend some tunes. Uh, we're on the internet, so I mean, like if you're from England or Pakistan or... China or Australia, Australia, Canada, Guam, uh, Uruguay, some island <laughs> in the Pacific, um, anywhere, the Congo. If you have access to the World Wide Web, yes, you can send me some links you are. or band names, and I'll do the research myself. I will go that extra mile. Just let me know who's out there, and I'll check them out, and we will play them here on uh, the show that airs every Saturday on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. So my name is Kevin Gassman. Of course, you can call me Gas. It's all good. And we have with us Carl, the intern. And uh, Carl, I just got an email, by the way. Very nice. Yeah, it's um, it's in the subject line, and it's all it says extreme jugs. What? Kevin Gassman discovered the huge, hugest breasts ever. Some kind of porn spam. It is in my spam box. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. So it's a Walmart voucher. I think all guys get that kind of spam mail. Mouthwatering GF melons are waiting for you. I always <laughs> get make it last longer, grow it bigger. <laughs> Find this cougar. Yes. <laughs> All the spam mail that yeah. guys get. I, and I think it's just they know who the guys are. Dude, I hit, I had a cougar hit on me last night. Oh. Now, you know, I'm a little older. Well, so yeah. she has to be a little older. That's all right, though, because you're a little older. I'm thinking, I'm thinking she was pushing close to 60. Oh. I'm, I'm close. I'm thinking that. Okay, okay, okay. It wasn't so bad. She, she was, was, yeah, she was she attractive was... lady. She was a very pretty lady. Um, she was fun. She... I made her laugh a couple times. She couldn't stop laughing. I had actually the show had to stop because she was laughing so hard. Like I, like I, I just kind of cut a, I touched a cord with her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she hit on you after the show, or she yeah. hit on you? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll buy you a shot if you shut up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> she was like, I like, I could, I, my, my joke. She cut my joke off in half. I was like, oh my god. I was like, yeah. she, she was so loud. Everybody was like, more, you know. Right, I can't hear. Her. Shut up. Right. Because there, so. there's, a, there's a laughing to the joke. And then there's an overdoing it where you're disrupting the show. Well, it's not, but it's not really that because I mean it's funny to her. You know, of course I'm sure she was a little boozed up. Well, yeah. So I mean, she just lost it. You know, it was all good, but it was fun. I had a good time, and uh, awesome. yeah, she, she she totally hit on me afterwards. So very nice. <sighs> the thought came. Was, that was not your birthday the, wish. That wasn't so. my birthday wish. Nope. <laughs> nope. So it doesn't matter. Maybe a little younger. I'm not quite sure. I mean, I don't know. The thought did cross my mind. <laughs> I, 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 we, I'm a guy. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's nature man it's nature you, you know hey speaking of nature that that joke i did last night bombed it was awful i i had i did a couple jokes last night that didn't do too well and i'm not doing them tonight and one of them was like really the first time i kind of approached the joke i just wanted to throw it out there to see what would happen it's the mother nature joke are we have we talked about mother nature i'm not sure if we have or not i think we might have but all right so i kind of like wung it I wung it. I didn't wing it. I wung it. And uh, <laughs> what, what the I difference just, between wung and wing is? I, I don't know, man. But it's, <laughs> it's pretty much the same, but a little difference. Uh, when it doesn't work, it's wung. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I tried it out, and it was just it didn't work. And it kind of fell flat. I thought I had something good with it, but it sucks. So I don't even know if I want to say it here. Uh, basically, the premise is that there's, there's the nature family. Okay. Okay, like Mother Nature can't handle it all in herself. Okay. So she's got to delegate. So there's father nature, and there's brother nature, there's sister nature, there's uncle nature, and there's auntie nature, 
right? So Father Nature takes care of your your digestive system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, I don't know. I got to figure a way to say that better. Um, like, but it's not like it's. I don't know. It's like, and your daughter is uh, the sister is, uh, is she takes care of the animals, animal nature, and the uh, the son or the brother he takes care of the libido, and then Uncle Nature takes care of the gardening. If you know what I mean, wink, wink. And Auntie Nature takes care of PMS. Okay. <laughs> or schizophrenia. I don't know. I don't know. It's, all right. I'm really I'm glad trying I... Draw, <laughs> I'm trying to draw the correlation between each nature and the person who gets it. Yeah. You know, I mean, see, I just you kind of thought... Right. Okay. That's not really hitting. The Uncle Nature was... People hit on that. But... Because uh, there's obviously... Uh, there's, there's a correlation you're trying to draw between right. the, the Uncle Nature and what Uncle Nature is doing or... Yeah, it's just a, it like just brother work. nature brings the libido. There's some kind of connection there, I'd imagine. All right, so it didn't work. Glad I shared that with you guys here. <laughs> but it's good to hash that stuff out because it is. I'd imagine if you're a comedian, you have to figure if you want the joke to work, you have to figure out how to draw the correlation that people would recognize. I think there's something there. I just, uh, it's got to be reworded, reset, and that's the thing. You know, I've, like I've kind of joked just, around you, with yeah, it. Yeah, you can't just give up. No, like we joked around with it with a, with a friend of mine, and you know, he liked the idea, the premise, so that's just a, kind of a beginner. Just kind of test it out, test the waters. Um, yeah, so I'm not doing that joke tonight, but we will be playing some porno music or not, so I'm looking forward to that. And we'll do that a little bit later on this hour as well. Maybe do some uh, uh, sober porn, possibly. I think I might have some new... Very new nice. I like that one, by the way. You like the super yeah, porn? The super porn is a good one. Yes, it is good. Just because I think it's so funny how they you can... Sometimes you can... The, the dialogue is so similar. And the <laughs> so similar. Right, exactly. All right, well, speaking of porn, we'll do... How about sports porn? Okay, we have a... You know, the March Madness, we're right in the middle of it. We just... It's the first weekend of it, actually, I should say. People are going nuts. Yeah, I mean, our, our, I used to actually... Because my birthday is in March, you know, I'd usually be in Vegas for the first weekend of the tourney. But usually my birthday was on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, so if it was a Wednesday, I would go the day before just to so I'm there on my birthday, and then I can and I'll stay the rest of the weekend. But that that's a long weekend yeah, to go but then to Vegas. You get to see the first couple of days or whatever. Yeah, you know, I mean Thursday and Friday. I mean all day long games. Hell yeah, it's awesome. It's fun. It was fun. You know, I don't do that anymore. I I, I don't put that much of my time in watching college sports. Yeah, no, I don't do the bracket or anything anymore. But the, I think the tournament is. It's fun. It's it is literally do or die every game. Right. And so it doesn't matter what seed is playing because every team has that it this is do or die. If we don't win, we go home. Right. And I think that brings out well more. Yeah, okay. a Look, little bit more as of far, the competitor okay. inside. Right. As the, as far as competition goes, you're looking at, it, at one of the rawest or, or I say truest forms of competition you're going to find you I think in sports overall because I think at the professional level you, you tend to lose a little bit of that aggressiveness or wanting to get there because you're already there. Yeah. You know, and you made it. So there's really not much more to achieve in a sense. So you kind of sit back on your laurels, collect a nice cash, you know, check and everything, and you're good to go. But well, I, th- I think as a player in college, you've grown up knowing and hearing and watching the tourney your whole life, and now you're in it. And maybe you're in a seed, uh, you know, a, a low seed as far as maybe you're that 11 or 12 seed. Right. And you're, you know, you're in the tourney. And again, you've grown up with it and and you feel like, you know, you can overcome anything. And then you go out and you beat that that top tier team and 
It just that's what I think that's what makes it fun, and I think that's why people like it is because it can be fun on so many levels. Well, whether you're really into basketball or whether you're not, you can you can make the tourney fun. Of course, and and the funnest is the team that's the you know the Cinderella team that yeah. is uh, is the 12 seed or the 13 or God forbid a 15 seed. Or what do they go? Sixteen seeds. So it's like if they go that far, and that guy, you know, they they go past the first round. I mean, first of all, it screws everyone's brackets. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, everyone's I mean, out. Even this year, you had two fourteen seeds on day one win. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, see, I haven't followed it. So you know, I I, I didn't watch a bunch of games, but I I tell people I don't watch a bunch of sports, but I keep up with it enough to talk about it. Right. Okay. But well, just just a little here. little touch of it, right? Just to just to dabble in it, just to kind of. You know, just in case you get in that conversation with the dude that you can handle yourself yeah, in the sports wrong, conversation. I like to watch basketball. It's the right. sport I, I grew up. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Basketball. You see, I'm going to go against you on that one, man. I mean, I, I, used to, I used to love basketball. And out of all the major sports, I, it is pretty much at the bottom of my list. Really? Yeah. yeah for me, it's, it's just, again, it, I, I played it since I was five years old. It's I've been pretty decent at it, so it's just one of those ones to, that I understand it when right. I watch it. You well, know? to me, it seems kind of like <sighs> the correlation. Okay, I'm a hockey guy. Okay, so yeah, see, I, that's where we are definitely different. Yeah, see, <laughs> the, the difference between because uh, it's uh, scoring goals is it's more it's more beautiful in hockey than it is in, in in basketball. Okay, I mean, I know you do it more often in basketball, so there's a difference. But how many times can you lay it in? How many times can you jump shot it? How many times can you slam dunk it? It's like been there, done that. You know, it's like it's kind of gets old, it gets boring, and it's like I just, I don't know. I mean, as far as the pure sport of the game, it's it's I don't know. I just like I'm just kind of losing out on it. Well, you got to give hockey some some. You know, you have to give hockey its due. These guys are skating around on these real thin blades. Yeah, going super fast. You know, with guys who can slap this puck so fast that it'll it'll knock your nose off. Well, there's a lot more going on than just yeah. running around. So, I mean, yeah. there's I mean, just in general for all sports, I mean, there's a lot of work being done when you're watching someone play hockey, and it doesn't mean necessarily mean you know when you even have the puck, you're, you're still skating and doing a lot of hard work. And when you do have the puck, it's extremely hard. And that's when you think when you when you watch hockey is okay. So you don't know much about hockey, right, Carl? Say again. You don't know much about hockey, right? Okay, so let me ask you as this. How long do you think the average uh, ice time shift is for a player? Oh, they, it's, from what I understand, it's not any, really any more than a couple of minutes, if that. It's not even that. Yeah, if that, yeah. It's 30 to 45 seconds. Yeah, they're just out there and they just... Because 30 to 40... Yeah, because 30 to 45 seconds is a long time out there when you're skating and working the puck. It really is. Yeah. So there's a lot of work done. So, you know, it's just... Well, because they generally rotate what three lines? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, so three you have lines. Three lines. So that way you figure you're getting three offensive lines, two every, defensive you know, lines, or so rest. Right. Each. Yeah, exactly. You, it's pretty much got that, and it's just you got to float them around. Some guys skate longer, some some don't. Yeah, uh, defensive lines skate a lot longer. Yeah. You know, and it goes back to I mean, it goes back to to you know all things that you know people are just are interested in different things. Right. But I think I think the one commonality that most people get behind is the turning. You know, the, the, the turning More is so than, because it's a month long, it's, you know, it's... Lots. It comes in short bursts, it's not all week. Right, okay, you know? right. And you can talk and talk smack the whole week until it comes out. And yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is, it's a good... It's a good um, and again, it's just a bunch of kids playing basketball and, and trying to, you know, beat the team that's supposed to be better than them. 
it's good dialogue. Everyone follows yeah. it. You know, women follow this. You know, the well, same so way. I was talking to my wife, and 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 like I say, it, it's fun for everybody. She said her and her coworker back before we met used to uh, get all the mascots together of the teams, and that's how they'd pick which mascot did they like better. And mm. you know what I mean. And so that right. even for somebody who literally doesn't watch sports or is not interested at all in sports, she was involved in the tournament. And so I think that's the, that's the attraction of it. Hmm. I was thinking about basketball. I uh, usually I have my, my little red light reflections when I'm stuck at a red light and a thought comes to my head. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I <clears throat> totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, always, I, I think of this. Like in, in professional basketball, when the Los Angeles Lakers play the Los Angeles Clippers, does the home crowd chant, beat L.A.? I, I read that. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Just curious, you know? It's like... Because we get that here in Phoenix, and you know any LA team comes out here, well, yeah, you, can't beat, you can't beat the hometown team. Or yeah, beat the away team but there's really not too many cities where that chant is being used. Okay, beat LA is is convenient. Short, it's quick. Beat LA. Beat, you're not like you know, beat Washington. Beat. You know what I mean? It doesn't fly. No, it needs to be two syllables. Right. Probably. Beat LA. Beat LA. Right. Yeah. You know. So it doesn't work really on, on any other level, I should say. They can't can't scream beat San Francisco. Right, <laughs> right. It just doesn't work. Doesn't necessarily work. So LA is special in that regard. Yeah. So if you uh, want to, that's I, I I always think that joke is kind of like a like a it's a brain pause. You know, it's like a you kind of think about that for a second. Wait, LA is at home, but they're also playing the visiting LA team. I think it's a totally legitimate chant. It's just unfortunate that both teams can chant it. Right, exactly. I mean, that chant would, would be going out the whole day, the whole game, exactly. Yeah. Because it's not obviously the, the, the city. They're referencing the team from Los Angeles. Right. It's it just, that's yeah, that's why I, it's funny. All right, man, we're going to talk drugs when we come back. You ready to do that? Sure. All right, I am Who too. Who doesn't like to talk drugs? <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Uh, the Hourglass Cats don't like to talk about drugs. Uh, here's Yoga Butt. That's what they talk about. It's their song. It's from right here in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's aired on Going Global with Gas. Man. Cause girl, you got that yoga butt You make me wanna say what's up Girl, you got the yoga butt You make me wanna say what's up I first seen her in the window of the studio I looked instead, completely accidental Wearing them skinny jeans, skinnier than a pencil And thinner than the patience of a female on a menstrual can't explain this girl as far as words go No adjective of verb describes this ergonomic Virgo Conveyed an attitude that had you wonder if she had a few tattoos on her anatomical latitude Beauty over brains are brains over beauty Give a fuck, just hope she has a yoga booty Cause somewhere between her warrior position and how she talked made her even hotter than her picture Wanna say what's up? Uh-huh. Oh, you got the yoga butt. Yeah, baby. You wanna say what's up? I just wanna say oh, what's up. You got You make me wanna say what's up. No, it's true. Cause girl, you got the yoga butt. You make me wanna say what's up. No, it's true. Cause girl, you got the yoga butt. You make me wanna say what's up. Cause girl, you got the yoga butt. Yeah, I'm cheap. You make me wanna Her yoga butt make me wanna say what up How about a cup of coffee, some conversation stuff You know how it goes, formalities, name, 
drinks in real number and raised by four families. Make a laugh, no sugar coated cavities. Putting on a clinic at the Neil Strauss Academy. Donating increments of my salary to partake in Bikram just to learn of her anatomy. Skeptical, never ends with hope to love her. Just glad you're not a waitress, you're a yoga instructor. Cause most fake bitches make for great waitresses. First impressions holding weight if a shake weight for kids. Shit ain't conducive for relationships. Uh uh, uh uh. So I 86 that shit. It's a downward dog relationship. Love that yoga, but I wanna put my face in it. You make me wanna say what's up Girl, you got the yoga butt You make me wanna say what's up Girl, you got the yoga butt You make me wanna say what's up Girl, you got the yoga butt You make me wanna say what's up Girl, you got the yoga butt You make me wanna say what's up Girl, you got the yoga butt all right, tell everybody what's your name. Dukes. <laughs> All right, Dukes. Dukes, where are you from? Flint, Michigan. And I never missed a game. Woo! Homegrown! Dukes is homegrown. I think you're on a little something that's homegrown, maybe. <laughs> We're having fun. Dukes, what do you do for a living? Um, nothing right now. Okay. Laying low. Nah. Woo! Dukes is excited! So am I! Parquet Quartz and you're no stoner here on uh, Going Global with Gas Man. What are you saying, Carl? You were telling me, uh, was that on the air? You are telling me? No, I was not. Okay, you were telling me that the... I was just like, giving you an update for the... So we were talking about March Madness. Oh, so right, right. Saw that, uh, 
Okay, yeah. Okay, that was Parquet Courts, by the way, from Brooklyn, New York. Check them out if you can. Uh, you're no stoner. Real quick, short songs, only like a minute 48. So uh, I really dig that tune. And if you want to submit some tunes, you can. Kevin at withgas.com. There's two S's there. Kevin at withgas.com. I'll have my shirts ready pretty soon, too. So um, at least for on a, online sailing, I should say. Um, okay, so Kentucky's the main, the main uh, team, right? Yeah, they're the one I think that they're undefeated. Okay. So they're they're the favorite to win it all, but they, their game just got done today. Who do they play? They played Cincinnati. Cincinnati was this round yeah. two? Uh, y- yes, I think it's round two. Right, because they played Thursday and Friday. Saturday, yeah. Right, exactly. All right, so they won. Um, yeah, my New Mexico State Aggies lost. Did they, I, we didn't even get to talk about that yet, did we? No. Yeah. You mentioned your team was in it. Yeah, they made it. New Mexico State Aggies. They played Kansas uh, Jayhawks. No wait. Yeah, the Jayhawks. The Jayhawks, Kansas University, yeah, the yes, Jayhawks. That is it, yeah, KU. Rock talk Jayhawk. Rock talk, rock talk Jayhawk. <laughs> yeah, rock talk Jayhawk. Well, okay, so rock, rock, talk, rock, chalk, Jayhawk. Rock chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what that means. Is that a? I have is no that idea what that means. Is that's that just, a school chant or? Yeah, that's one of their slogans or something. Oh, well, we have a okay. Oh. Look, Voice America, we have a sports channel. And Kwame Lasseter, who is an all-pro football player, played a few different cities, uh, does a show here every uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And he went to Kansas. So we had a little bet. We, well, we didn't really have a wager, but we chatted about having a wager. And I told him, I said, look, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure New Mexico State's going to lose. Yeah. How, however, I wouldn't doubt if they can cover the spread because they've always kind of put, you know, played good games in the first round. And... What was the final score is that Kansas won by 19 points. So Ooh. probably not a good idea to take the points with New Mexico State. I didn't know what the rain, what the um, spread was, but I'd imagine that Kansas covered it. Yeah, I would, I would imagine <laughs> they did. Um, all right. Well, you're although, going, can, yeah. although Kansas was a two seed, so they're, that means they've got to be like a 15 seed. So it could have been a 20-plus point spread. Kansas was a two seed? Yeah, I believe Kansas I is a two seed. See, I'm so far like out of touch on that stuff. Yeah. Well, again, just uh, yeah. I just I looked at the web. Uh, what is it? ESPN.com or whatever it is the other day. Right. And right. Just, I just viewed what I viewed all the brackets to see what all the seeding was like. Mm. All right. Is U of A still in? in? Uh, U of A is a two seed. They're a two seed. Um, and they are rolling. Um, they play later today. Anybody else that we should know about? Um, <laughs> I don't UC, know. Is UCLA yeah. still in it? UCLA is still in it, but they again they were a questionable team to right. get in it. Then they got in. As an 11th seed, I believe. Yeah, they won. And then they beat SMU in an upset. Right. And then they just last night or today possibly, actually today I think it was, uh, this morning, they beat UAB, which is the 14th seed, who upset another team on Thursday. Oh, wow. And so UCLA almost got a break because they're an 11th seed who upset their team, and then they had to end up playing a 14th seed who upset their first yeah, that- that's team. a total break. What are you yeah, talking about? So <laughs> yeah. They're in the sweet they're in the sweet sixteen. Wow. But it's because they Well they they put themselves yeah, in situation. Give credit. Look, they won man. their first game. They, they won their games. Yeah. The, the game the, they they got lucky by a team of fourteen C for winning. Yeah. And they got to play them. That's and the tournament. That's the tournament. That's how it works out. And so that's, that's again, awesome. that's why it's fun because right. you never know. Who who would have known at the beginning? One UCLA was questionable to get in, and then who would have guessed that they'd end up getting to play a fourteen seed? You know what I mean? Right. You just can't predict it. Right, exactly. It's fun. That's it is fun. It is good. It's it's not good to wager on these games because it'll drive you crazy. 
Yeah, new um, <laughs> I just don't want to. I do don't that. have the money to wager. Yeah, I, I can't wager on sports because it's not something I can control. I, can't I have c- a big, big problem letting go of the money because I was wrong. Yeah, well, on I mean, guess, on guessing who would win. Yeah, but you don't. I mean, if, that's only after losing a bet to somebody. But if you're in Vegas, you give the money up first, and then you got to. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't get it back. Right. Well, it's you don't like the it same reason I don't like gambling. I don't like putting twenty dollars into a slot machine and not getting it back. And then not well, having anything to show for the $20 I just put in that machine. That's because you have to justify your time sitting down at a, at a casino or, you know, wherever you're at. Well, yeah, you know? playing blackjack. If you're, you're look, the thing is, if you're willing to go out and, and, and you know, I'm going to go to Vegas and I'm going to spend $300 like there's no tomorrow, okay? Yeah. This is my $300 I'm going to burn. Well, and, yeah. And I want to sit at a, at a casino. I want to sit at a table. I want to sit at a slot machine. I want to put 20 bucks in here. Because that's what I like to do. And my 20 bucks, it could last me uh, an hour or it could last me five minutes, you know, depending on how, how, how much you play the game. I wouldn't sit at a, I wouldn't put 20 bucks at a, at a, um, in a slot. I would put, if I'm serious, I would put about 100 bucks in a yeah, slot. Yeah, that's where, you know, if you want to, you need to go, to, you know, you have to go to what? expectation. Re- go to Gamblers Anonymous. So, I don't <laughs> know, yeah. go. But I also don't like to say, you know, I don't like, I, I, I'm just, I just, yeah, I'm just not the fan, of big fan of that. Well, good for you because it's really not a good thing to be, uh, t- to be doing a lot, you know, like I, I keep my gambling to a pretty steady one or twice, tw- twice a year Vegas trips or anything like that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If I end up in Vegas, I'm going to throw 20 bucks in a slot. Don't Hell worry. Hell yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just not something I very much, you know, I enjoy. Right, exactly. All right, we'll play some classic reggae, some steel pulse. We'll come back. We'll talk some drugs. All right, it's tightrope on uh, going global with gas. Man.
Back for more, Barry? Yes, I am Thurman. Only this time I brought my secret weapon, my brain. What are you talking about? He's talking about brain control. <laughs> brain control? There ain't no such thing as brain control. There's mind control. Brain control is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yes, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Barry. 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 What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. It works. How are you doing that? I am making you say everything that I say. Yeah, but I'm saying it first. Are you? Yes. Really? I am very, very powerful. Oh my gosh. Uh, 
Stranger and above it all from, uh, right, you know, I love those guys from San Diego and they're out on tour. They're always traveling around and there is a version of that song they did here in studio, I want to say about a year ago. So if you uh, have some time, go back to the voiceamerica.com variety channel, the Going Global with Gas Man page and check out the archives. And it's also on iTunes as well. But yeah, about a year ago they were here and they were a lot of fun. Great interview and a couple live songs and Cor- Coral Reef. From Denver was with us at the same time, and they collaborated for a live song, and all that's on online, and it's at thevoiceamerica.com variety page, going global with Gas Man page, and March. I would think it's March. It might even be early April, but I'm pretty sure it's March um, or February. <laughs> I don't know. Just check them all out. One of those. One of those. Search it. I don't care. See, they go. Stranger, the band. Um, very cool. Stranger. Love the music. Great, great voice. It's a too. good tune. Yeah, David Stranger. All right. So uh, what is it? It's 2.35 right now. We have uh, another uh, 20 minutes to go or so before we get out of here. And then our Saturday night continues on. Mine will be over at the Crack Ups Comedy Club in North Phoenix. I will be headlining tonight. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I headlined last night and had a good time. I'm looking forward to returning to the stage. The first night was the, you know, I, it's weird when you do two nights back to back, Carl, because, you know, the first night gives you the kind of the, all right, what am I going to do the second night now? You know, do I do the same exact thing? Do I not? And I'm looking forward to it, though. Do you, yeah, do you try to top it? What do you change? What do you keep yeah. the same? Yeah. I chopped out a couple. Like I said, I chopped out a couple. I don't know if I'll be adding anything. Yeah. Because I, I really was over time. I, Sounds I, like it. Because you said 47 minutes? Yeah, I did 47 minutes. I checked the audio. I recorded the, I, I recorded the show on audio, and I, I looked at the, the length of it. It was 47 minutes from pretty much the moment I started to when I ended. And I missed out on two jokes. And these two jokes would be probably about a couple minutes each. Yeah. Maybe maybe three minutes total, I should say. So it's mean you could cut those out? I didn't, well, I didn't want to cut those out. I wanted to get to those. <laughs> that's, oh. what, that's what pissed me off. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did those two jokes. So I got to figure out um, to place those jokes before we play porno music or not, I think is what I'll do. That way I'll have all my sex jokes done. We finish off with porno music or not, and we wrap it up with my, my drug talk. Because I, I, I have a bit about drugs that I close my show out with. Well, that's good. Yeah. So we can talk drugs here, though, which we usually do here. Absolutely. And, and we do, and you know, <laughs> we. D- I always see like on Facebook, that's one of the pages I go to for stories, and I'm always like scrolling up and down the storylines and everything, and there's always like a good marijuana story, and then there's a bad marijuana story. <laughs> you know, there's always one or the other. It's like they right. never, you know, it's infighting on Maine marijuana law as push starts for a vote. Okay, then you have another headliner, um, legal recreational pot. Who's next? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just like this back and forth thing that just it cracks me up. It's like we just can't. There's not. There's not going to be a settlement on this, and for a while, you know, we always talk about the mentality of people and how to change their minds, and thinking that what they've been taught has been wrong for so long. Well, yeah, it's such a hot topic. Right, we're going to hear both sides of it for right. a long time. Here's another uh, article. Uh, why? Uh, why pot? <laughs> All right, let me retake that one again. Here we go. Here's another article. Why pot entrepreneurs are moving to Canada? Why are they? Yeah, I'm curious to know. 
But Canada doesn't have any. They, they, it's not legal there, is it? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know if they're, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. you got to Google the hair. Uh, can Washington's gift economy in marijuana work? I'm just saying uh, all these, you know, we have, there was that bill that was introduced to knock it off of the Schedule 1. I think that was that done last week or uh, something like that. It was done. Uh, is, that our, is that our line? No. No. Bummer. It's a loud line. Though. I got excited, though. <laughs> No one wants to call in. It's no, nobody calls in. That's all right. It's we all got right. this. We can do this. To be honest, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't used the phones very much, so I'd be like, what do I do? Yeah, there's somebody that can help you out there. No worries. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying is that it just it seems to be this uh, this mentality of people who don't know what good can come out of legalizing it recreational-wise or medical-wise. They just don't know, and they just fear what's going on, and they fear the unknown is what it really comes down to. Like what if I can we tell, by the way, it's uh, it pot is legal in a in a medical form in in Canada. Is, okay, so but is it in the sense that anyone can get a card, or is it more or less the doctor has to prescribe it to you? Do you don't know, or no? I'm trying. I'm reading. I'm just so far. I've gotten that um, it seems like maybe some small small amounts or small quantities are de- decriminalized, but okay. if you have a lot on you, they could pursue charges. But the medical use of cannabis is legal in a number of countries, including Canada, Czech Republic, and Israel, which I find very interesting, yeah. considering the U.S. ties with Israel, and Israel has is a full-fledged medical cannabis country. Right, right. I mean, Uruguay, look at them. They pass yeah. it all over. I mean, it's full on I'm sure these aren't just the only countries. Mm. No, I'm exactly. I mean, it's, it's, we're, the, uh, we're the, like, the last one to, to dive in on this one. You know what I mean? Right. To take advantage of a plant the earth gave us. I know. It's so, it's so bizarre. <laughs> and its uses for medicine. It's so bizarre. I guess no, this, don't do that. This doctor they asked uh, um, about, um, about teen drinking uh, and, and drug use he said, I'd rather have my kid on pot than booze. Right. That's a doctor saying this. He's like, I'd rather have not be on any, but if I had to choose, it would definitely be more dangerous to drink than it would be to smoke. Absolutely. It yeah. is. Yeah. After going through all the data and looking at which is more dangerous than almost any metric you would pick, pot really looks like it's safer than alcohol. So I guess if I had to choose, that would be the answer. When I read an article this week, not this one in particular, but th- that was saying basically the same thing that um, like some famous doctor, maybe it was Dr. Oz or somebody was stating that in, in our pediatrician, it was pediatricians, pediatricians were stating that in some article that uh, marijuana is better than prescription drugs and also safer than alcohol. Right, right. Imagine giving like as a prescription to someone who's anorexic weed. Right? I mean, would that work? I, I actually know somebody who has cystic fibrosis, which is a lung disorder. And um, she she has a very difficult time maintaining body weight. And she is prescribed, um, um, unfortunately, I, I think she used to use like synthetic THC for, they used to prescribe it to her for her appetite. Right, like Marinol or something yeah, like that? something like that, right. yeah. Um, and I, you know, but it's, it, that's what she shit. uses it for to, to, cause it makes her eat. And so she right. can keep her weight on. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's what you would use it for. It's part of one of the things you could use it for. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 we're figuring it out with the CBDs in, in marijuana that doesn't give you the psychoactive effect. It's like taking an aspirin. Yeah. And I know, I know somebody else with uh, muscular dystrophy, MS, uh-huh. maybe or multiple, multiple sclerosis. Right. It says, um, there's an article I'm being shown from the Los Angeles times 
The headline is Congress quietly ends federal government's ban on medical marijuana. It's no longer a federal ban on. So basically, what you're saying is the feds aren't going to worry about the states go the medical marijuana route. Yeah. That's so, exactly, which right. is fantastic. Yeah, it's well, of course. But so, so but the feds th- can no longer wait, raid my weed shop. <laughs> they, yeah, they're no, they're no longer going to raid them, but however, you know, they have this uh, new district, or the Attorney General, Loretta Lynch, who believes in the drug, the drug, the drug war. She believes in that. She's, she's still, like, she's anti-marijuana, and she's going to become the Attorney General for the United States. And, you know, when you get this message from our, our POTUS, it's, you know, well, weed is, it's just like the doctor. Weed's not, is less dangerous than alcohol. It's like, and then you're going to bring in this attorney general who's going to stand and keep this war on drugs alive? I don't get that. I just saw, I'm just pulling up an article based off the one that they, uh, I was just shown. And it says, the U.S. Senate today passed historic legislation to end the decade-long ban on implementation of medical marijuana law that the voters passed back in 1998. This marks the first time in history that Congress has changed a marijuana law for the better, said Aaron Houston, Director of Government Relations for the Marijuana Policy Project in Washington, D.C. Real quickly, the Barr Amendment, a rider attached to appropriations, blah, blah, blah. So basically, it's a huge victory for medical marijuana patients and for the D.C. self-government. It marks a history-making shift on the medical marijuana issue. Now, is that for um, only in D.C.? No, this is a, a Congress. It, Congress literally ends the ban on. Oh, I'm sorry, in D.C., yeah. Okay, so just in D.C. So well, just you know, it's funny is in Connecticut, I believe it's Connecticut. But if, if Congress can end the ban on D.C., then why not end the ban going further and end the ban that, you know, so then states can freely set up medical marijuana facilities without having to worry about federal government? Well, you know, it's, uh, I, I want to say Connecticut, they were talking about the, since it's now kind of legal in a sense, people who are in jail for it, they must be let free. And I think there was a case that made that happen up in that area. And it could be, it could be setting the precedence for a lot of other people who are in jail for marijuana, because now that it's legal in some states, or medically in other states, it's like, all right, they shouldn't be in jail because it's no longer illegal. Well, exactly. You'd have a lot of people being released. Right. I, I, I hope it happens, marijuana man. marijuana or something I, like that. I hope it happens. I mean, I, I, the Senate isn't really doing shit right now. The House isn't doing shit right now. Um, you know, they've, they, they've held the Loretta Lynch vote. Uh, I think I've seen it. It's, it's the longest they've held a vote, just, this, just a vote on her to see if she even passes. Um, this, uh, they've, I think the last seven attorney generals... Uh, their wait time, it was combined, equals the, the wait time that Loretta Lynch has been uh, waiting for. Yeah, well, and real quickly, I'd like to make an adjustment to what the L, I'm now reading the LA Times article, and it does say that it quietly snuck into the bill. It says, under the provision, states where medical pot is legal would no longer need to worry about federal drug agents raiding the retail operations. That's great. So now, if, if that state already has medical marijuana, it is that's part of this passing. They do not now have to worry about being raided anymore. Nice, very good. So it is bigger than just DC. Nice, which is fantastic. Absolutely, great news. it is. Because because again, it's been it, there. There is proven research that this stuff helps people who are sick. <laughs> I know, and that's the thing is this, they, they they turn their blind eye to it. They don't want to believe the information is real. The book is still out. I mean, well, no, the book has been out. It's been out since the '60s, I believe, when they studied this. And they've only studied and learned more about it. That's, uh, that, that just well, I think my favorite 
my favorite meme or meme or whatever that is. The, the pictures meme with the pictures with uh, the words on them uh-huh. is you know. Oh, someone just died or overdosed on weed. Said no one ever. Right, you know, that's <laughs> right, that kind exactly. Of a thing. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh, preaching to the choir. I'll tell you what. We had a great show a couple weeks ago with Kathy Inman from Mom Force AZ, and she is a fighter for the uh, to end the war on drugs and more sensible uh, drug solutions. Um, we it was a great show a couple weeks ago. I think it was the March seventh show. So if you want to find that online, you can take a listen to that. It's on iTunes as well. Um, I diced up the interview into a bunch of different pieces so you can take a listen to whatever one you want. And uh, we're going to actually plan on doing something, uh, maybe a live remote for uh, Going Global with Gasman to be out and out of the studio and actually be somewhere to hold a nice, nice, calm debate <laughs> in the marijuana cannabis community here in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, we're going to be looking for a place to do the show from. So we'll have a two-hour discussion about the, the state of cannabis in AZ. And uh, we'll just start, I guess, working on that, Carl. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a good show. It will be it fun. It sounds like it'd be fun. It will be. So uh, we'll uh, wrap up the drug code right now, and uh, we'll play some porno music when we come back. Here's brand new stuff from Alien Ant Farm. Yes, I uh, can't wait to play this for you guys. Awesome. Homage is the tune. Check it out. It's new stuff here on Going Global with Gas. Man.
love that tune, homage from Alien Ant Farm. And it's kind of funny because it's all about, you know, his past and everything. It kind of he was raised on it music-wise, if you listen to it. But, it, it, you know, if if it's a little reminiscent of, uh, not even sounding-wise, but in the style of like a, um, like a We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah, I, I liked it. It didn't sound like what I remember Alien Ant Farm sounding like, but it, that was a good tune. Yeah, they got a new album out. You should like check it, it out. Um, we are almost done here, man. We're just about out, and we have a few minutes left, so I thought we'd play a little porno music or not. I don't know who else is in the room with you, but they can play along if they'd they like. They are not currently in the room. Oh, right. So yeah, it's just the, taking some sort of break. Just the two of us? Yeah, just the two of us. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Stop right there. Right? Don't get started. Nice, exactly. All right, so I don't really have too much, but I think we'll play one music one, and we'll do uh, soap or porn. Sounds good. Okay, so if you haven't played, you're playing along at home. Um, you know, obviously you're not going to call in, so he's going to play along, and you can just guess with Carl, because he doesn't know these. I only know them, and the game is porno music or not, and you're going to hear music. It's either from a porno or it's from something else from TV. So you have to tell me, is this from a porno or not? Oh, man, that one's tough. Because it sounds like it sounds like cover music for something, but it's, <laughs> it, you know what I mean, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go opposite of my gut, which is probably wrong, as far as the direction to go. Okay. I should go with my gut, is what people tell you. But I'm gonna say porn because I don't think it is. You don't think it is? Yeah. All right. Well, is it porn or is it not? It is. Yes. Not, not porno. Oh man. <laughs> See, she got you go with your gut. <laughs> So what were you thinking of? I was, was thinking like some, some kind, kind of, of background music to like an like advertisement a s- or a show or. Wait, 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 you said it is porn or you said it's not porn? I said it's. I, I thought I said my gut is not, not porn. porn right. but I'm gonna go porn. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you're gonna go porn, it sounds like some kind of space porn. Yeah. It's, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's what a it little, sounds like. It's a little too repetitive, in my <laughs> opinion, for porn. Uh, all right. Do one more here, real quick, music-wise. Is, is this porn or is it not? Yes. I'm going porn. You guess, yes, it's porn? Yeah, I'm going porn. All right. Is your gut telling you this yeah, one? Yeah, my gut's saying <laughs> porn. Even though there's some words and like voices in the music, right. I'm going porn. Okay. Is it porn or is it not? It is porno music. Yes, like a starry <laughs> night. All right. You redeemed yourself. Yeah. All right. Now let's go a little soap or porn and we'll get out of here. All right. All right. This is, uh, is this from a soap opera? We're doing dialogue now. Is it from a soap opera or a porn? I said I needed you, and you were there. Oh, that's what friends are for. Is that what we are? No. Ooh. See, I think the acting is poor enough to be porn. So you're going porn? Yeah, only strictly based off I don't believe it's it's soap opera enough acting. <laughs> I, think, I feel like he would have been like, oh, we're friends? Right, uh, right. No, like it would have been more... So like dramatic if it was a soap opera. Okay, so know. you're going uh, yeah. porno. It's bad acting porn. All right, is it soap or porn? It is soap. It is soap. Damn it! Is it. All my children, Guys, Ma- <laughs> Maggie and Jonathan. Last week, I <laughs> think I went. I went three for three. Yeah, you're kind of off off around here. I'm gonna hear that one more time. Real quick. I said I needed you, and you were there. Yeah. She yeah, was I there. could see that being. <laughs> All right, is this one more and we'll get out of here. Is this porn or is it soap? I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be up for a little while in my room with the door closed. If you need some privacy. 
Oh, that's porn. Because <laughs> that's, that's laying the foundation. That's porn. That's the, hey, I'll be yeah. in my room alone, so come up and interrupt me. All right. Is it porn or is it soap? It is soap. No way. <laughs> yes, way. No. You lose. Oh, man. I <laughs> one for four. I need, I need a total. Wah, wah. Right? There's some kind of sound need. effect exactly. for you. Uh, thanks for playing along, man. Absolutely. I want to thank you all for listening in, and don't forget, you can find this show, many other shows that we've done in the past, over at iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook as well. I'm on Instagram. It's uh, my Instagram is with Gas Man. So find me on Instagram. There's two S's when you talk about gas with Gas Man at Instagram. On uh, Facebook, you can just find us at Going Global with Gas Man, and VoiceAmerica.com. The variety channels always you can find us here. Every Saturday live from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time as we do this. And then uh, we play it again uh, 12 hours from now. And then we do uh, two plays tomorrow at 2 p.m. and 2 a.m. So if you missed this, then you got chances to listen again on iTunes and archived on voiceamerica.com variety channel. All right. I'm done. You guys enjoy your weekend. I'll have some fun tonight. We'll talk about it next week. And uh, see you then. Thanks, Carl. Yep. <laughs>